everybody and everybody watching the replay. I'm Shana TB, professional matchmaker of Curated Connections, and you are joining the Romance Report Live. Yay! And if you watch the replay, thank you. Welcome as well. So as promised, what I like to do is I give some matchmaking news. I also give some client spotlights, and I always have a special guest. So today you're in for a treat. Soon I'm going to bring up Aliza Ben Shalom who is a well-known dating and relationship coach and author, matchmaker, colleague, friend, and I love her. So <laughs> she'll be up in a minute. But before we get to Aliza, I want to give you a little bit of some matchmaking news and just things, you know, I come up with the different matchmaking news segments based on who I talk to constantly. I'm talking to people all the time. I'm meeting people on Zoom. I'm collaborating with my colleagues and there's certain trends that keep popping up amongst us and the people we speak with. And so I want to bring that to people's attention. And so here today, one of the matchmaking topics I want to talk about are men who are, let's say, mid 40s and up to early 50s. So established men in their 40s and 50s, maybe they haven't had kids yet. Maybe they haven't been married yet, but they want to. And a lot of the times they seek out matchmakers to help them with that process. These men have prioritized, you know, getting their life in order financially. They've prioritized getting themselves to a place where they're established and they kind of have what they want in their lives. And they're looking for their forever partner, their wife, the person that they want to be with, the person that they want to create a family, a home you know, children and whatnot. So I get a lot of flack and I'm telling you, ladies, listen, I'm, <laughs> I get a lot of um, pushback uh, a lot of times when I say, you know what? I have this amazing man. He's, you know, mid forties, early fifties. No, he's never been married and no, he has no kids. And yes, that's what he wants in his life. And a lot of times women are like, oh my God, oh, the age, oh, why isn't he married yet? Ladies, because he's been building up his wealth. That's like, typically why they haven't been married yet. So I'm bringing this up to you today because I'm putting a call out there. I would love to meet women who are interested in meeting some established great guys. These are not the, you know, 80 year old playboys, you know, with, with crazy tans looking to meet 20 year olds. No, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about exceptional men who have prioritized you know, building up their life and now they're ready for their partner. So if you or somebody, you know, let's say, you know, mid thirties and up, and I say an up because yeah, things have changed. Women might have had their eggs frozen. Maybe they want to create a family at a later age as well. So a lot of times these men are amazing and they're great for a relationship because they have what they want in their life and they're ready to have a loving, amazing relationship and become fathers. So that is my ask today. Women mid-30s and up who want to meet exceptional men who are mid-40s and up, primarily in the US and Israel is where I'm thinking, although I do have a network globally. I matchmake with amazing colleagues also in London and whatnot. So anyway, send me those women, no cost to them, have them join my database, which of course at the I, I can tell you where to go for that. And I would love to have them. I want to also tell you about a client spotlight. I am helping to match this really, really great woman. She is a 54-year-old woman in Westchester. She is fit and sporty and active and super cute. She has a PhD. 
She was a solo mom by choice. So she lives life on her own terms. She's brave and accomplished in her own right. So if you know any men who are mid fifties and up who are looking to meet a very classy, cute, sporty woman, um, Westchester, New York City, New Jersey, all you have to do is send them to me and I would be more than happy to chat with them. Here is how you join my database. And here is how you send me any prospects, shanaconnects.com join. And it's private. It's private. It's not a place that people are not shopping online for people. This is my database around my radar. Then I'm able to connect you with my clients, my colleagues' clients. And it's a really great way to be on my radar. So with that said, welcome. Here you are. You're with the Romance Report Live. And I'm going to bring on Aliza Ben Shalom, which I'm so excited that she wanted to come on here today. She has helped me numerous times with clients with her five-day challenge. And I think special note to all my colleagues, listen in because you're going to love Aliza's method of her five-day challenge. You're going to want to connect with her and adopt that. So let's add her to the stream and say hi to Aliza. Hi, Shana. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, Aliza. I'm thrilled you're here. And I can't wait to dive in. First, I want to say, you know, thanks so much for being here. You are a very accomplished and well sought out, you know, date relationship coach in the space of matchmaking. You're like the person we all go to for some <laughs> advice. You know, you're, you're like the best kept, you know, uh, in, in, colleague industry. Not that you're a secret. You're really well known, but I mean, like, I go to you. So I'm happy Thank you're you. here today. Thank you so and, you much. Know, we, why don't you introduce yourself and let's dive into the five-day challenge because no one can explain it like you. Okay, amazing. I work as a dating and relationship coach and matchmaker. I am a trainer for matchmakers. Uh, I work specifically also with daters and people that are looking to find their person. And I am deeply passionate about everything on the dating and relationship subjects. You know, you kind of, you throw me anything and like, I'm usually pretty prepped with an answer because I've heard so many different things. Although every once in a while I get something new. I'm like, oh, that's good. Let me think about that. <laughs> so today I want to talk about the five-day challenge. The five-day challenge is probably one of my top favorites because it really stretches people in their capacity to go through the dating process in a little bit of a different way. The number one thing that you need to know about the five-day challenge and the overarching umbrella of the five-day challenge is that I want a dater to commit to mentally going on five dates with the person that they agree to go out with. So Shana, you have a guy, Joey, and you're going to set him up with Sarah. They're going to go out. I, as the matchmaker, or you as the matchmaker, we actually say, listen, I want you to try something. Have you ever tried this, right? I want you to mentally go in committing to five dates. And they're like, well, what if I don't like them? Okay. If it's a hard no, meaning you walk in the date, you look across the room and you're like, they look nothing like the photo. They're nothing like what you told me. They were rude and had an attitude and miserable or lonely and quiet and couldn't talk or whatever, right? If you are completely repulsed that there is just no way that this is going to be your human being, I, I let people off the hook, right? So so the 5D challenge, it's a mental challenge at first, which is I'm going to challenge myself to think in terms of five dates. And I'm going to commit myself and to the person who's setting me up or putting me in touch that I'm willing to give somebody five dates. If it doesn't work, okay, we could back down from it. But 
I'm going in mentally prepped that I am giving it five dates. That is the biggest, strongest thing. And what it does is it kind of relieves the pressure in the dating valve. So all that pressure of like, do I like you? I don't know. Do do, do you like me? I don't know. Should we go out again? I don't know. Are we going out again? Mentally in my mind? Yeah. Do I like you? I have no clue, (laughs) but I guess I'll go out to figure it out. That's kind of how we do it. And people, it's amazing. They start to relax. They get more comfortable. They start to open up more because they're like, well, I mean, I don't know. I've got five dates to figure it out. I'll slowly share stuff. I mean, there's no rush. I'm not sitting there anxious because I must make a decision. I've pre-made that decision. I've mentally decided I'm going to choose to continue to go out with you. And therefore it takes everything off. And when both sides are, are in, in that way, it's very good. Now, as a matchmaker or as a dater, you're going to find a challenge. What happens when you don't really go out for five dates? What if you only go out for one or two or three, because one side decides it's a definite no. And people are like, but you're not playing by the rules. You said you'd go out five times. I said, yeah, but there's always an exception to the rule, right? There's always house rules. We play Monopoly. You roll double ones. We call it snake eyes. You get 500 bucks just for rolling double ones, you know, right? So so if you go out and it's a horrible disaster date, I'm not making somebody go out. I just wanted them to be on on the same page as me that we're going to give it all of our effort. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't get upset if it doesn't work out for five dates. But I have seen so many couples go out and and the first date, maybe it was okay, right? Second date was maybe a little better. Third date maybe went a little downhill and they're like, oh, I'm not so motivated. But they go on a fourth date and actually, surprisingly, the fourth date was a little better. And then the fifth date was also really nice. And and now they're like, well, I don't know. I only had, had some good dates and some not good dates. Out of five dates, half were, quote, good and half mm-hmm. were like, eh, not as good. I'm not so inspired. And then they're like, well, what do I do now? You know, I, if I dumped him at date three, I would have never been confused about it. But now, I don't know, maybe I do like them. I'm like, yes, exactly more data. And the way you get data and information is via dating. You've got to go out. I, I, I don't know how to help you if you don't know enough about the human being that's in front of you. Okay. So, so the big, big, big thing in the five date challenge is helping a dater to mentally commit to mm-hmm. five dates. Once mm-hmm. we do that, I've got a whole bunch of little five things. Okay. Are you ready for me to throw this at you? Is that okay? Let's hear the fives. (laughs) Okay, so here we go with the fives. First thing, try not to talk to more than five people about your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a really big one. You know, mom and dad, you know, if they're married, I'll let them count as one person because they're like one soul, even though they're two people. But like you can have them as one. If they're divorced, they're going to have, you know, very different opinions. So they count as two, right? Then you have siblings and you have friends. Then you have coworkers, you know, your matchmaker Mm -hmm. or your person. I'll let you count them for free. But Really, when you start repeating stories and you start saying, oh, did I tell you? I can't remember. Did I tell you that? You're asking that because you are talking to way too many people and you're telling the same story. And that whole story in your head is on repeat. It's like watching a movie over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And if it's a good impression, you're building the excitement. But I don't know how many dates you've been on. And if it's a bad date, we're lowering our thinking about this person and we still don't have enough data. So I don't want repetition of stories and our thinking to continually move and recycle old thoughts. Just go out on another date. You'll get more data. 
So no more talk. Don't talk to more than five people. Have your key one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five mm-hmm. mentors, people in your life that you trust. And other than that, shh, keep it quiet. This is your private life for a reason. And it's not everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Aliza, before you go on to the next ones, I just wanted to say like one thing, like, you know, we, I've, I've implemented the five day challenge for some of my clients. And like one thing I told them about only talking to five people is also because it's like, imagine to yourself, like, you know, you know, thank God somebody, somebody's pregnant. You don't go blabbing off the baby name because then you get all kinds of opinions. Oh my God, why this? Why that? Why like this? So you're like incubating this experience and keeping it right. personal. So you don't have like so many voices in your ears. I just want to tell right. you like real, like what you taught me, like real life used it. People love it. Sorry, go on. Oh, good. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So the second thing is because we're committing to five dates, you should be able to find out five strengths and five weaknesses. You should know the human being that's across from you. And I expect that we're going to like things and I expect that we are not going to like things and things are not going to be our preferences. And if I know your strengths and I know your greatness and I know your kryptonite and I know what's going to bring you down and what's not great for you and what's challenging, then I know who you are at the core of who you are. And when I get to know you at the core, then at that point I can make a decision. Do I want to continue or is this relationship not appropriate for me? So having this idea of five in mind, five strengths, five weaknesses, it allows me to dig deeper. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to get curious about you and it's going to help promote conversation on our dates. Nice. Uh, Okay. The next thing is just a timing technical success thing. Mm -hmm. No more than five hours on your date. I have heard of these like nine hour dates until three o'clock in the morning, right? And every once in a while, that's going to happen, okay? Right? This is like, again, there's the the challenge and then there's the exception to the rules and the challenge and what happens in real life. But in general, you don't want to go out with somebody for longer than five hours. I mean, a first date really like two, three hours. We don't want to obligate somebody to sit there if, if it's going to be painful. And we want to like leave them hanging for a little bit more. So five hours, no more than five days between the dates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can't get a momentum going. If I see you once a week this week and once a week next week and once a week, the week after I have now spent three weeks dating you and I've Mm -hmm. seen you three times. That is a lot of empty time for me to be thinking and recycling all of my thinking. Cause I have no new data because I only went out with you once. So what I like is going to grow. It's going to get heavier and it's going to feel stronger. And what I don't like is also going to grow and get heavier and stronger. And I don't know that either of those visions are actually a reality because I hardly know you. And so I really like more data, more information. I would rather somebody date twice a week, see each other a little more consistently after a couple of weeks, if they want to go out a third time, you know, introducing some phone calls in between I'm not a huge fan of like OCD texting. I want real mm-hmm. in person. I want you to see each other or, you know, video virtual if you're dating long distance. Mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of dates. So try not to let more than five days go before seeing the person. We want to keep things going with a really, really good momentum. Mm-hmm. So on the topic of like a good momentum, what also builds momentum is doing five different activities. Okay. So if you just go out to dinner and then you just go out to dinner, right? 
<laughs> I I don't see you in so many different environments and I'm not necessarily excited unless I'm totally a foodie and we go to like the best restaurants everywhere and we both obsess about food. But other than that, I want you to do a daytime date. I want you to do an evening date, an evening date. There's always mm-hmm. romance in the air, whether there's, there's romance between the two of you. I don't know. But romance in the air. Yes. When you go out in the mm-hmm. evening, it's like that. During the day, you know, a Sunday date, you know, you go for a stroll. There's there's this very like calm, easygoing energy. That's, you know, in the States when you have uh, a weekend and Sunday is your chill day. In Israel, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, your Friday, Friday, you know, is maybe your beach day before you prep for Shabbat. But mm-hmm. doing five different activities, do something physically active, do a picnic, brainstorm what you can do, where you can go. Also, if if you're more shy or introverted, Try doing something that has other people around or different things like that mm-hmm. so that the environment can provide the conversation piece because it might be hard for the two of you to have a conversation if you're both more quiet, shy, or introverted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so five different activities. And then I have my bonus five-date challenge, which is the last of the fives, which is like, this is like the, the hardest one. <laughs> okay, I want to put this out there. And it's something for everybody from all ages, all stages, all backgrounds to try. And I will tell you, I personally tried this method. So it's like tried and true and it worked, but I call it hands off for clarity. Okay. Talk about that. (laughs) Waiting five dates until initiating any touch, not a handshake, not a hug, not a shoulder rub, not a pat on the back not a kiss, nothing. Go out on a date, get to know the human being in front of you, build intimacy, build a connection, build something without physically touching them. Touch their heart. If you've touched their heart and they've touched your heart, then I know that there's a real connection. Then I know you like the human being in front of you. Now, if you're going to engage in physical touch to whatever degree, that's on you. I know that there's something real between you. What happens when we don't follow this? Okay. So in terms of no touching, if I know that you like the human being that's in front of you, your relationship has much greater potential for success long-term. I know that you're going to have a relationship built on a solid foundation. And then when you introduce physical touch, I know that there's something real that's underneath it. What's the opposite? The opposite is we go out, we have a first date. It's okay. Oh, we have a good night first kiss. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. We go out a second time and we have a nice time. Now we start to get more physically involved, right? We go out on a third date. Who knows where we get to? I don't know if you like the person, really the person, who they are on the inside, or if you just like the physical experience of being with them. Or if you're just lonely and you just like physically being with anybody because, wow, it's been so long since I've, you know, been held or hugged or touched or connected to in a physical way. And when my needs are being met, not because you're my person, but when my needs are being met because I I just was missing that in my life. Now I don't know if you like that human being or if, if you just like that experience. And so it's very confusing. And now it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're nice. They're good. This part's really nice. I feel really comforted by that physical touch. 
okay, but pull physical touch out. Do you like the human that's behind the physical touch? Do, do you, do you have a kid? And they're like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't gotten to know them enough, but because you're not motivated because you haven't held back in the physical touch area. So you didn't have to build a heart to heart connection. You didn't have to touch their heart because you touched, you know, elsewhere. And it just, that solidified a bond without solidifying yeah. the heart's touching. Aliza, it's a lot like, um, I don't know about you, but I just was very obsessed with watching Love is Blind and the third season. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like similar but different. It's kind of incorporating everything into that. I mean, with them, they had the pods and you literally yeah. couldn't see them. But yeah. the whole core value of like getting to know somebody and they actually propose before they even see them. I know. <laughs> it's incredible. And and the reason is because they actually touched hearts. They mm-hmm. talked about deep, meaningful things that were really important to them. They heard how somebody listened to them. They they just felt a connection to a human being and they didn't even know what they looked like. It mm-hmm. is it is very similar to that experience, except you get the benefit of seeing them. You get the benefit of being in the world with them. But but they had an even more authentic experience because they actually know the person that's in front of them. Mm -hmm. And it's really special. And it's, there's nothing like it. You can't, you know, you could say to me, Lisa, like, oh, well, I mean, after the first kiss, if, you know, he or she is a good kisser, then I'll make a decision if I want to, you know, try the five date challenge and not touch and try that part of it. I'm like, you already broke the rule. You can't, you can never get it back. Once you've already yeah. tried it, you, yep. you can't, I mean, you could try not touching then and, and building the connection and then go back to it at a later date. You could try that, mm-hmm. but you can't get the experience of, I like you for who you are without ever knowing how you feel physically to me. There's Absolutely. nothing like it in the whole world. Nothing Absolutely. Like so I know that I've incorporated the five day challenge with some of my clients. In fact, tonight. Tonight, I have, we have somebody going out on date two in Jerusalem. So fingers crossed, but like they were both so into it. They were like, I love this. Pressure's off. We right. have five dates. At the right. end of five right. dates, we're going to have like a lot of information about each other. We're going to know whether or not, like, are we taking this forward or was it like really nice to get to know you? And like, no harm done. Nice to get right. to know you. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. I will tell you that this advice is universal. It is for all stages, all ages, and people of all backgrounds. Don't tell me, oh, I can't do that because I'm this. No, you can. And I've worked with people of all stages, all ages, all backgrounds. Even if you try this method and you're like, I don't know, is it going to work? Isn't it going to work? You will still learn a lot. You are going to have a new dating experience, something that you maybe have never experienced before. And you're going to walk away with something, some golden nuggets of wisdom, of information. And so even if you don't get to a sixth date, this is really worthwhile to try. And the last thing is that this method removes the pressure from decision-making. You will make a decision, but you don't have to rush to make a decision because you mentally commit to five dates. You're like, all right, I'm in, which means you should pre-qualify the people that you're going to go out with. Make sure they're worthy of going out. I don't want you to give everybody in the world a chance. I want you to give the right somebody a chance. Somebody who has some similar interests in life. Somebody who has some values that are aligned with yours. If somebody's setting you up, ask for more information. If you meet somebody, you know, get a feel for them a little bit more before you choose to go out on a date. Because once you go out, you're mentally committing to being there. You're committing to being present with them. You want to make things happen 
And, and it's really an incredible and special opportunity for you to try to date in a different way. So that's the five date challenge. (laughs) And what I really want to know is who's in. I want to know who is going to take the challenge. And, and I say, take the challenge and see the change. Um, that's, that's really, uh, my, my thing. I see Camilla there. Great insights on how to date as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I will review some of the things that I have, um, from my clients and some questions that have come up in the past. Aliza, what happens if really like, I I don't want to go out or I'm, I'm so maybe about it. Like, it's not a hard no. It's just like a maybe, like, do I really have to continue? Oh, yes. The only way to get out of the five date challenge is a hard no. A hard no is you're not my person. I'm never going to marry you. I don't even want to go on another date with you. This is a zero for me. This will not work. That's a hard no. If you're like, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Even if you're 99% sure, I want you to be 100% sure when you walk away from a relationship, I want you to walk away with complete and total clarity. Once you walk away with complete and total clarity, you, you have everything you need. I've had clients that have larger families, you know, many siblings and parents and a very large network of friends and coworkers and people that care about them. And they're like, Aliza, you want me to only talk to no more than five people about my dating life? They're like, including my family, the people that I'm really close with, I'm already up to nine. (laughs) And I didn't even put any friends in there. Like I I have a lot of people that, you know, love me, care about me, want to know about my dating life. You want me to actually not talk? to that many people, like how, how am I going to do that? They're going to think something's weird. Something's up, something's strange. I think you should just be honest with them and clear. And I think you should say to them, listen, I want to let you know that I'm trying to just keep my dating a little bit more under wraps so that I can evaluate my own thinking and feelings and not get overwhelmed with so many different thoughts and opinions. And just because I'm not talking to you about my dating, I don't want you to think that we're not close anymore. Right. I'm just taking a step back and I'm trying to date in a little bit of a different way. So make sure that you don't like offend people or hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. The other thing is, um, with no more than, you know, like five days between a date, people are like, oh my gosh, but like I have a work conference and I'm going out of town. And what happens when I start dating? And then like for two weeks I'm away. And like, how do I keep the momentum going? How's this really going to work? So first of all, starting a relationship, you know, the first five dates, it's really not ideal that one of you disappears for a work trip for a length of time. I'd rather you like pa- not, not go out, maybe go out after the person comes back from the work trip. It's a better plan. Like if we're talking about logistics and making something work, but if it happens and you're going out and, and you have to break something up, you must make a virtual date. You must get on the phone, not be driving. I said it, not be driving, right? Not be in the middle of 10 things, not be organizing the room, not be typing to anybody else, literally get on the phone or if you have to do a video so it prevents you from multitasking and talk to somebody and take them out on a date and experience that with them. Okay, Lisa, but how do you do that when like just talk to them? Like, how are we going to like go on a date? So I love to do what I would call the experiential virtual date of you, right? So I'm going to bring you into my world and I'm going to show you like, I don't know. Here's a bunch of things in front of me, you know, my favorite little water bottle, you know, and, and why, you know, my girlfriend gave this to me. I love this color, right? It keeps me hydrated. Like what else is here? I can, I can show you things in my room. I could show you pictures on the wall. I could show you, um, things and little tokens and trinkets that are meaningful to me. 
And so you're learning about me. And so it's not just, hey, how was your day? What's going on? Yeah, work, this, blah, blah, which gets really, really boring. Um, it really lets you have an experience of, uh, of me. Um, okay. So we do have a few questions that are coming in. One is what should you do right after a breakup? And when do you start dating again? So I love this. So right after a breakup, you should take, if we're going to go by the rule of fives, like take five days, decompress. If it's a breakup, it's not just ending a date. Like if you went out one or two times and you really ended it, it didn't work, but you need a minimum of five days or almost a week to recover. I've also heard that for every month that you're in a relationship, you need a week to come back to things. So if you've been in a relationship for three months, you should take three weeks and then start dating and not immediately start dating right after because you need time to recoup. And and if you don't give yourself that time, you're going to crash and burn. You're going to burn out. You're going to date wrong. It's just totally, totally not going to work. And when do you start to, to date again? You start to date again when you stop obsessively thinking about the previous person, you start to date again when you're feeling a little bit more whole and complete. And when you can imagine, you know, committing to five dates, that's another good way. Like, could I picture myself committing to five dates, going out with another person, not just like one and done and give it a try and like, oh, I'll just get back on the horse and I'll try one date. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. No. Can you mentally commit to five dates? Yes. Okay, good. Then it's sounding like you're ready to jump back into dating. Wow. Okay. That's it. Wow. No, thank you so much. So if anybody wants to know more about Aliza, the five day challenge, how to find her, please go to marriagemindedmentor.com or honestly, Aliza Ben Shalom on all socials. You can't miss her. I'll give you an update about the second date of the five day challenge of our Jerusalem couple. Okay. Sounds great. I'm really looking forward. (laughs) See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.